Perspective with Chris Johnson. Episode 5, Sasha Dunnable, intro not. I love this dude. He makes awesome guitars and awesome music with some of my favorite humans on the planet. Check out that music on the Players Pick Podcast playlist on Spotify. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Wow, good job. It almost sounds like you're just in a rehearsal room with <laughs> to the street. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, so, Players Pick Podcast, episode number five, with Sasha Dunnable of Intronaut and Future Uses. Uh, Sasha is one of two guitar players in Intronaut, uh, and also has the last name Dunnable, so that would let you know that he's like the guy behind Dunnable Guitars. Uh, longtime fan of Sasha and his band, David and Joey are like brothers, all the three of them to me. And uh, we're sitting here in his downtown uh, rehearsal studio. Can't tell you the location, super top secret. If you knew, definitely would kill you. Uh, just wouldn't be wouldn't be right but um <laughs> i love this guy and he's a wealth of information and just a uh, all-around decent human being who i like hugging when i see him because he's got such beautiful blue eyes some hugs did happen before Woo! we started recording that's right I'll tell you that so uh so welcome sasha uh to players big podcast thank you for having me welcome man how, how things been going so far uh with the new record uh, good. We're uh, coming right along, actually, with that record. It's like, I think we have like six, almost seven songs kind of demoed out, which is definitely, you know, enough for an album at this point, but I think we're going to keep going. But it sounded good. It sounded cool. good. What's the, what's the average length of your songs right now? There's a couple real uh, epics on there. Uh, I think there's a couple up there past ten minutes. Um, but there's some short ones too, you know, some bangers and then and some long ones too. Can we expect it to kind of progress from the last record, oh, or is it kind of a, a, in kind of internet fashion, almost like it's can it is going to be taken on its own as a? Yeah, it's going to be kind of more of everything, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to really say at this point. So far, it's like way more technical and even heavier, but still like catchy and. You know, creamy and just yeah. gratifying. You know, but um, but still challenging too. So good. We'll see what happens. Well, I mean, I've been no, I've not been silent about how much I love the last record, uh, especially having it on vinyl at home. But like, you sent me like, the first couple tracks before you released it, and I was like walking out with my dog, and uh, just like could not believe like how. How good, like the mix, the, the the writing, everything, and I know Devin was part of the mix, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which I think I don't know if, you, if you're going to do that again, or if you have something picked, or if you're just going to wait until you get there. Yeah, no plans yet. I would love to do that with him again. Obviously, that worked super well. Yeah, that record is like the best record I've ever been a part of. So, and you've got so many good records. That's the interesting <laughs> thing about it to me yeah. is that there's so many. You have this catalog uh, for this band is is deep in well, my thank opinion. You. So to, to, to come out with that one, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, wait, you guys are just getting started. <laughs> yeah. How many years have you been together? Uh, 2003 was when we like 
started writing. years? Yeah, about 15 years. This will be our sixth album. Cool. It's a fuckload of albums. Yeah, yeah, especially the type of effort and... Like, for this kind of band, I mean, it's a lot of albums. Obviously, bands have made six albums before. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it, but it's it's no small feat. So. Yeah, right. Well, um, as you know, this is about guitar picks a little bit here up front, and so I'm interested to know your pick origin story. Like, what, who, what was your first memory of getting a guitar pick, and how did you get to where you're at today? I, it's a little fuzzy because I am 37 years old, so this is <laughs> quite a while ago, but. I feel like I remember it being my first memories of obtaining guitar picks was uh, in La Jolla Music Center, I think was the name of the store, where I first had guitar lessons, and they would just have one of those plastic bowl, you know, the fish bowl of picks mm-hmm. that, you know, they're like the tortoise shell, like the clear thing, and totally. I feel like they were like Fender celluloid. brand, or maybe, or celluloid, right? Yeah, celluloid Fenders, yeah. Or maybe they were like La Jolla Music. You know, like the store. Custom printed. Yeah, like their complimentary picks or whatever. Sure. Um, But, I mean, I'm not just saying this either, but I remember very early on also the... uh, I don't remember exactly the... I mean, I must have bought them in the little baggies, but the Tortex picks very early on. um, I remember experimenting between purple, green, yellow. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've actually been playing those yellow ones since, um, since like literally for since I've had a choice, you know, mm-hmm. and like bought my own picks. That's like just what I've used. It's Tortex yellow. I just have never <laughs> even really tried anything else. There's just no reason to. It's just sort of like the one that feels the best. You know, when you first take them out of the package and they're like nice and dry feeling, you know. Yeah. Like, no other pick really feels like that, and that's just sort of the one. It's just what I've stuck with. And um, obviously getting to know you and having our professional relationship has been very um, very nice because I've had a lot of fresh Tortex picks. Custom printed with your fingers. logo. Yeah, that, I mean, that was like a very cool <laughs> moment in my pick, uh, you know, trajectory or whatever. It was having custom Tortex picks uh, made. What, so there was was there what somebody did you buy your first guitar pick on your own or did somebody give you or did you kind of who 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 was the first person that like helped you start playing guitar and I mean I feel I don't I mean I don't remember where the first pick came from my first electric guitar my dad bought for me in a pawn shop and it was like a Squire and this was like in 1989 so there was probably like some dusty old pick in that case that came mm-hmm. with it and then like I said you know like you go to guitar lessons and like you're 10 years old and you don't remember to bring anything so the right. teacher's like okay you stupid kid like here's this <laughs> La Jolla music celluloid pick so it's just from yeah that that was kind of from the... that but yeah I guess you know along the way I tried like other like uh, what else was I don't know what is another like brand of pick that even existed back then? Well, there's, I, feel, I remember the Fender picks yeah Fender celluloid which are kind of Clayton's no with the Eagle oh yeah I've never that's one of them that you could, yeah, you know, yeah. could have come across. I know my first guitar teacher had those around, kind of thick ones. I remember the Dunlop nylon ones, like, mm-hmm. that have the grip on them, but those never really felt right to me. And actually, what was the Dunlop, I feel like it was Dunlop, that it had a really weird shape. Was you talking like about the, pur- the purple? Oh, no. Oh, the fin? Yeah. So it had, like, an asymmetrical, like, 
weird yeah. edge, and, and then and it had the little ribs on the other side. Yeah, what was that? It's called a fin. They still make them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fact, I think uh, Joan Jett plays it. Or she did, <laughs> anyway. I don't know if she still plays it, but yeah, yeah. we have some custom-printed right. Tortex fins. I remember messing with those, and I remember also buying the stuff from, like, Musician's Friend called, like, Gorilla Snot or something like that, which was, like, this... <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was like this, like glue, like real sticky, shit you put on your fingers and on the pick, so that they wouldn't slip out of your hands or whatever. But right, I don't know. It was obviously some gimmick that didn't last. Very, and it would get out on everything else right. too. So it was perfect. Didn't it's... didn't last very long. <laughs> now we make we put you know these type of uh, grips on picks. You know. Oh, these are great picks. The um... those are the Delrin, the new new, new prime uh, prime grip Delrin. Uh, but these are these are some of the flow ones right here. This is actually the one. I don't, know if you, I don't think you've seen that one. Look at the center. With, with oh, the, the four twenty. I, yeah. I have seen this. It's I a four point two. <laughs> no, I like this. The what is it? Prime grip. So these these are the flow. So th this is a prime grip. We, so it started actually with prime tone picks. Yeah. Which are an ultim. We end up making like I think you got one on your floor here. There's like a animals as leaders. Oh yeah, that's where I know him from. Yeah, right. so that's that that one right there is like what I, the first custom pick I did there at Dunlop and yeah, out of that this prime is a good pick. Yeah, so out of that series, so that's the '73. That's your gauge right. too. So that that could probably work for you in a pinch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we start at the prime tone. Jimmy uh, developed that type of grip for that series, and then it it was so popular that. Uh, we applied it to the Prime Grip uh, Delrin 500 series that came out around the same time as the Flow series. And, and the Flow series is uh, also Ultem, but it has a wider geometry and, it, and, and a symmetrical bevel where the Prime Tone stuff, if you look real close at that tip, there's an asymmetrical bevel. You can't, it's even harder to see it. On I that see, but it's already the, on there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it was worn yeah, right. a little bit. I like this grip a lot. I'm just. Uh... I'm so stuck in just Tortex Yellow. You know? <laughs> okay. There's nothing wrong with that. What's the best selling Dunlop pick? Is it Tortex Yellow? You know, I'd have to actually ask. But it's, I mean, Tortex Yellow and Tortex Green are like they neck have, and neck. They have to be. They're like the ones, right? Because, you know, you have so many people that have pointed to, to the green ones through the years, like Dimebag Daryl, and I mean, just so many big names. Uh, and Yellow uh, is just, I think they're neck and neck constantly. Right, but we're you know as far as best pick of all time, I would I mean it might be a, it might be Jazz Three I don't know I'm like oh yeah I forgot about that whole series. Depends, it depends I don't know if you can say you'd have to look at the whole Jazz Three category would probably be bigger than just the Tortex Green and Yellow but Tortex is huge so right um, I don't know I'm not I'm not telling you man I don't know I'm not giving you these I will back. say not to badmouth any pick. No, I don't want to say what, any picks. You can say anything here, you want, but fuck the Jazz Three. Line. I'm <laughs> not, I'm not about that line at all. Way too small. I'm just too big of a guy. So. Yeah. All right. Never got into it. That's here you go. Here that's, you go. That's that's pick the truth. beef. Yeah, pick beef. <laughs> Sasha Dunable versus Jazz Three. Who will win? He's much bigger. Probably so. Jazz Three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, it's funny because that's you know, I actually played. The Tortex Green for ever because of Dimebag and just a, you know, like Chuck Schuldner like used them too. Right. Like, a couple of favorite guitar players because before that I was playing any random 
thing that looked like our basic shape. Yeah. But uh, I remember my buddy uh, up in Seattle when I was working for Loud Technologies, Ampeg, and Mackie. Mm-hmm. My buddy Zane, uh, he he's like such a sick guitar player. Like he's like super. F- he was doing slapping and popping funk stuff before I ever saw Tosin. Right. Like it's a different thing. He it's like, but he's on a seven string and all this stuff. But his pick of choice was a Jazz 3, and I remember uh, we started working together, product developers, and he's like, here, I know this seems crazy, but just take this pick, play it for the weekend, and, and then don't play anything else, and then, you know, when you come back to work on Monday, like, have you, I'll have you pick up your favorite pick, you know, before, and see what, see what you feel. And I'm like, ah, oh, all right, fine, you know, so I go home, and, and it was super weird at first, super small, and... It's like, but you end up adjusting if that's the only thing you let yourself mess with and you try to find the, the merit in it. And all of a sudden, it started clicking like the second day. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool for some things. I'm not, I still feel, you know, a little bit, and because it's so stiff and so pointy and so small, I was used to, used to having a little bit of flex and snap, like yeah, yeah. what you have with Tortex. In the, in the thinner gauges, but uh, I no, can't. I get it. It's like a, an, a sort of efficiency of motions, but like for fast players and stuff, that's really big, right? The Jazz Three yeah. size or whatever. Yeah. Like I get it. I'm right. just kidding. Like I'm not like angry at the Jazz Dude, Three you're, but you're messing up right now. <laughs> we have to, we're editing this. Just out. kidding. I'm super pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's cool. I, I just found it was funny because when I, I did come back and I picked up my Tortex Green, I was like. Well, this feels like a like a like a Cadillac, like a boat. Like I can't, I don't even. <laughs> nah. Yeah, yeah. And so then I, I kind of switched over to Jazz Three for a long time, and then, uh, and trying out all the different Jazz Three iterations, all the different materials. There's nylon. There's like Ultem, and um, like the different Tortex gauged Jazz Threes. Like so, you can get the Tortex Yellow in a Jazz Three or a yeah. Jazz Three XL. Right. You know, so I went through all those and and, and the T Three and stuff. And now, but I'm I'm kind of sold on the old time. I'm kind of sold on the Flow series. I mean, not just because I had a part in creating it with Andy James yeah, and Chopper no, Chichi, but um, they're kind of my favorites. Isn't the Sugar Pick like this, or did they have it a is. pick like that? I do. Yeah, actually, I don't have one on me, but I, the, I have them. So yeah, but the Sugar yeah. Pick is a '96, so it is that gauge. But it is uh, that is Delrin, and his is nylon. So this uh, is okay, a slight right. difference. I just like the grip. I, yeah, I think that's cool. Well. Uh, Fred's picks are extra grippy. Like oh, right. we pre- we press the mold in a little bit more. Right, to so it's like it, yeah, it's, pop it out a little the tread bit more. Tread is higher. It's or like something, right. Yeah, he always called the max grip because he was a max grip player and a regular standard nylon player. He always used to call he he calls the the max grip cat tongue picks. You know those, oh, those, those the, I don't know the ones <laughs> with the cat tongue. Right. And so like when I made him the next. His signature pick. We made sure it felt like a cat tongue. Weird reference. You know, the cat tongue. Yeah, you know, like they have like the cat what tongues if, are directional, man. What if you didn't have a cat? You'd be like, what the fuck is this like talking about? <laughs> Definitely. I, I I'm glad that I know the reference. I have a cat. I've been a cat guy for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's cool. So that's that's that about that. But you have uh, you're just a Tortex yellow guy through and through. That's the story. Sounds like you're sticking to it. Can't change this old dirty yeah. dog and his tricks, <laughs> or what, whatever that saying is. I don't want to teach the. <laughs> it's hard to teach the old dog. Can't teach this cat out of the bag. Yeah, that's what or, it is. Wait. <laughs> um, is there a perspective on life you can share with us that might let us 
give us an insight as to like how you stay creative and uh, motivated? And certainly, never been the guy at a party who's gonna like come with some like heady, deep, like you know, philosophical thing that you know is gonna like resonate with people or that I, it, you know, that would mean anything to anybody at all. Um, no, I think that my you know secret to like you know staying young at 37 years old has just been to like you know stubbornly and foolishly probably throughout my life not doing things that I just don't enjoy so Mm. I'm just kind of stuck to playing heavy metal I'm basically doing the same thing now that I was doing when I was 16 years old so it seemed to work out alright and that's kind of been my thing Um, so don't do things you don't enjoy yeah, not that I, like, knew that I was doing that and that that was the smart thing to do this whole time. It just sort of ended up working out. So I guess take from that what you will as far as some sort of uh, life philosophy. No, I think it's, I think it's great. I mean, that's, it's simple um, in, in a comp, for a complex world. Right. <laughs> you know, like, uh, that's, that's part of just having a perspective. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a heady thing. And I think that um, when you don't, when you when you put that boundary in the world and you say I, I'm gonna do my best to not do things I don't enjoy, um, there's I I would interpret that as like if my heart's not in it, why why would I commit my life force my energy yeah, yeah. to that thing, uh, knowing that um, I can't give it what it what it needs anyway. Right. Um, you know, obviously there's times when we have to do things. There's plenty of things in life we have to do that we're not we sure don't want to do, but. Yeah, yeah. When the things you have control over, right? Yeah. I guess that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, like I still pay my taxes and my rent and oh, you know, taxes. Take a shower every morning. Wow, I don't enjoy that. That's you don't. Actually, I do. That's I, I have to shower every morning, or else I just don't. You're you never truly alive until I shower. You know what I mean? <laughs> is there is there coffee involved? Are you oh, there's for sure coffee. Yeah, my routine is wake up, take that brisk walk from the bedroom to the kitchen put the coffee on, take the shower, and then when you're out of the bathroom on the way back to the bedroom, you grab the coffee. Ah. And before you're even dressed, you're caffeinated and just like a gentleman, just ready to start the day. <laughs> just like a high-class fella, you know, yeah. just... Yep. That's not... Well, that's, I, have a, I have a similar... I mean, basically, I'm yeah. co- a coffee is the first thing. I, I take that brisk walk on... Coffee is working. What's your coffee? What are you working with these days? Well, it's interesting. That's that's a good question because, uh, interestingly enough, I have I went through this like everybody at work laughs at me because I come in a different week. I'm like, oh, I've got the Chemex. You see this contraption? Oh, okay. It's this Chemex pour over thing, and everybody's like, oh, whoa, show us how it works, you know? So I'm like in there giving demos, and uh, and then I got over that really quick because I didn't actually. I, I kept like waiting to like be able to make the coffee be the way I wanted it was a fancy machine a fancy thing yeah is that the cone thing it's a, kind of like a big glass uh, cone so um, so it's not just a one cup it's a carafe so okay. you can get them in different sizes got right? it okay right. so, and, and they are good I'm not really talking shit about Chemex just didn't work for me and I I, I didn't know what, what it was and, it, and I was also trying all these different coffees all these single origin like oh it's got hints of blueberry oh hints of chocolate and all this stuff and I'm like oh this is, this is great I'm experimenting, experimenting you know I'm yeah. branching out right. I'm doing highfalutin coffee um, and everywhere I go like oh you gotta pour over you know like yeah. but and then 
it slowly like dawned on me. I was like, it's so inconsistent. Like I'm not getting, I'm not getting like really what I want. Like I don't, I want coffee. For, I want to drink coffee. Yeah. Right. I don't really need the blueberry or the, you know, <laughs> the lavender essence. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's interesting, but that it, it makes coffee into tea for me. Yeah. Right. It's like more, and it's lighter. It's like the pour over isn't like a strong brew, really. Right. So then I was like, oh well, I'm gonna try that blue. That I, I started doing. Um, what is it? Uh, bulletproof style, like. French press. Okay. You know, and I would do that and do a little blender with the butter and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. That kind of got me hooked on that for a while. But and sometimes I just do it black with the French press to try to get it strong enough mm-hmm. to have that coffee forward. Again, still experimenting with all these different coffees and never really the actual beans and the mixes not really being the thing. Yeah. Just the other fucking day, like I'm I'm in Whole Foods, like in the coffee aisle, and I'm like, damn it, I just want to. I was I said it out loud. I was like, I'm like. It's looking at all the stuff, I'm like, damn, I just want like a just a straight up good coffee. Like a dark roast. Right. But not too dark. But coffee forward. And the guy like I kinda said something to that extent and the dude next to me was like, Oh, you're you're looking for that right there. It, it, Pete's makes it. I'm like, Pete's Dickinson's? Which one? Yeah. Major, Major Dickinson's. Dickinson. That's that's a classic. That's a classic around my well, house. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I apparently I'm way late to that party. That's like their like their way late. It's their their flagship or whatever there didn't know yeah. didn't know i kind of wrote pete's off as like just another starbucks because i every time i go in to get coffee from pete's i i didn't know that there were you know what to order i just like oh get an uh, americano yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. and it's like it's okay sometimes it's good sometimes it's not but now i've got the i got the major dickinson's right yeah and then moon zappa turned me on to the arrow press do you know about the arrow press which one is that? Is it's that- the weird little like gray tube. Like it's like it's like a coffee syringe, it's like a big coffee syringe about this big. It holds like four ounces. Oh, and there's a I little. You put a little tiny about. filter in the bottom and screw it in. <laughs> coffee over the top, and yeah. you pour in. If you need to fill up a cup, you have to kind of stir it and keep pouring water. Yeah, right. And then you kind of let put the plunger on top and mm-hmm. let it sit for a few moments. Usually, I, I run my milk frother right. while that's while that's yeah. sitting, and then. Uh, but that thing changed the game too. It basically can't make a bad cup of coffee. Okay. Like super. But do you cons- get? Is it like French press where you get like you're you're chewing on like the coffee towards no. the end of it? No. 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 Okay. It's still it's it's. I would say that you could you can make it darker with a French press. You can make it dark pretty dark with this, depending on how long you let it steep. Right. Right. Okay. But. Uh, I'll just. I mean, in almost no time, you could follow their instructions. They're like. Stir it for 10 seconds and then plunge. You've got great coffee. And I'm like, <laughs> I did that at first. And I was like, they're not wrong. That was good. Yeah. But I'm going to wait a little longer. You know, and I started like experimenting. And then I found, I went on their Instagram and found them uh, like a month later that everybody has like all these different recipes and styles of using that same machine right. Right. or a little contraption, you know. Yeah, yeah. So do yourself a favor. Get an AeroPress. 30 okay. bucks. I'll check it out. I've just been back on the like drip machine, which is fine because it's consistent. Yeah, if you've got a system, you know. Yeah. But yeah. What's your coffee then? I do Dickinsons when I can't find when I'm not feeling like adventurous. But uh, Intelligentsia makes one called El Diablo, which is like a dark roast. I do like that. I'm one. back on dark. For a while, I was like, dark roast is bullshit because like it doesn't <laughs> have as much caffeine. I did you know, the same thing. But yeah. then you go, but there's like all these light roasts don't taste good. No. Nope. They're like too like bitter or sour kind of you know, mm-hmm. but. That El Diablo dark roast is probably my favorite right now. 
Stumptown, I have their French roast that I had this morning, which is pretty good. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Just, yeah, just give me some dark, like three tall cups of dark in the morning, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to rock. Are you cream or sugar or just black? Just black, yeah. Uh. I used to be a sugar guy, like, when I was younger. You are a man's man, Sasha. And then I realized, like, sugar is, like, a terrible thing. Terrible. Like, to have that much sugar in a day is, like, just bad. Super. And then I would do milk every once in a while or cream, but then I just prefer black. It's just, like, lighter. You know, I don't, like, I don't know. It's just easier. Yeah. I do, I love heavy whipping cream. Right. Just a dollop, like, yeah. in the bottom, and then I do my AeroPress into the cup. Or, lately, heavy, like, um, organic uh, coconut cream coconut right. milk so you almost have to like, stir it real hard but now that I got this frother and the frother man I didn't know I was missing out on this especially with a thick creamy like cream or milk or something yeah. like that that's what makes a good foam and shit unbelievable oh yeah it's, unbelievable yeah especially if you get the real you know big kind of chunky fat stuff that needs to be warmed up to be liquefied like right oh yeah and that's so I've been doing that when I'm home I, that's kind of my ritual and um, it's part of the part of the deal that's like a keto thing right like get or just i mean it's anybody who doesn't want to like high fat food in the morning or whatever yeah yeah high good healthy fat i do the same thing but i i don't put it in the coffee i eat the like triple cream yogurt totally just one of those little things just slam that in my fucking face and then bow off to the races yeah that's kind of that's what i i I trained into that scenario i don't really eat i usually have a green smoothie on the way to work and then just start at lunch Yeah, yeah you know but then Somebody brings donuts to work. Yeah, bro. the rest of the day is <laughs> like the, I don't. I don't even shoot my whole thing. I don't even think about the rest of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm gonna retract my original answer. I think that talking about coffee makes me happy. That's my life philosophy. Okay, I just realize that you, just, you just kind of you know park, you know, like perked up there. Yeah. We just worked some shit out right yeah, there. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad we. I got we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, um, now we know uh, what. Uh, makes Sasha tick it is a good fucking dark roast <laughs> yeah. god damn it yep. and uh, and, and I, what I'm curious though also because you are a music connoisseur yourself like you have a lot of um, interest in music outside yourself I believe um, at least at times I know yeah, that yeah. it's probably tough with running the schedule building guitars and, and writing a new record and for multiple bands and stuff but I'm, I'm, I'm curious like do you have any because I'm a fan of an underdog. I mean, do you have any like lesser-known bands or local bands or people you've found on tour that you're like, man, I would, I would, those should, they should be better known. You know? Yeah. Have Have you heard the band? You know the band Moontooth, right? Have you heard of them? Uh, I've heard of them. I don't. I've not heard them. Internaut took them on tour a couple years ago. They're from Long Island, New York, um, and they have one album out. They have another one that they're about to put out, which is like, honestly, fucking incredible. Really. Um, the guitarist Nick Lee is like one of the like probably best like young guitar players. Like, yeah, I feel like he's starting to get some notoriety or whatever. But the dude is just like insane. He's a shredder. Um, and the band is sick. They like wrote good songs before, but now it's like the combination of just like nasty riffing and um, just like real good hooks. I think they did the. They got some help on the record from one of the Lamb of God guys, I think. Maybe oh, really? some producer helped him with the record. So it's just like, it's going to be sick. So Moontooth. Moontooth. And what was the, the their last record? It was called... Um, 
I'm sorry, I don't remember what it was called. It's okay. It was called I don't. It's called Sasha doesn't remember what it was called. No, it's it's funny that you say that because I was trying to remember the name of your last record while we were talking about it earlier, <laughs> and I just like I think I just now remember it's the direction of all direction of last things is of, the internet record. I do remember that one. <laughs> the yeah, direction of I, last things. I can help you with that. And I was gonna say the direction of all things or something yeah. like derivative, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, so we don't know about the Moon Tooth record, but. We it's know that out. it's good, and there's a new one on its way. Yeah, yeah. Soon. And it's very good. Yeah, I feel like they might have just put up a song or something like that. Oh, but. cool. So there's a single maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Like, as far as unknown bands, man. I don't uh, have to be unknown, just not as well-known. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, while I think about this, you might have to fix this pause, this awkward pause in post, but... Um, I feel like I work with so many bands and hear so much music all the time that I'm like, I can't even like think of one thing. Um, well, tell us, tell us about uh, Future Us's. Like that, Future Us, that's just, an unknown. Yeah, you just dog. did this record and <laughs> did a tour. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I listened to most of it. I, I honestly didn't get through the whole thing because I was, like, got sidetracked and I haven't gone back to finish oh, yeah, the record. Oh, you can't put, not while you're driving or No, because I realized it, yeah. was, it was more involved than that. Right, right. You know? Um, yeah, the band is, like, sort of, um, it's based around just me being a self-indulgent, like, late night, like, loop guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of effects and whatnot, and I just... Uh, after a few years of like compiling all these ideas and riffs or whatever like made it into a band and it's essentially just like really slow like not really like soundtracky but kind of just like that sort of like you know atmospheric um, instrumental kind of combining everything I like about bands like Jezu with like Boren and Der Club of Gore um, which I don't know if you know either of those I don't bands. Know. But, but see, this is where we're, now we're getting somewhere. Those are two of my favorite bands <laughs> of all time. There we go. Explosions in the Sky, kind of, like if they were like way more like trip, you know, like yeah. mushrooms or something, you okay. know. Um, just the, my love of that kind of music, you know, just through the filter of my brain or whatever. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's just me on guitar, and I, I have this looper, like this Boss RC 300 I think it is looper the, the, like the large one it's got like three loopers in one and yeah yeah one ties it to a click so it scares like, me it looks cool but it scares fun. me it's so fun <laughs> really? and it's like the basis for the band it's like I'm like um, you know you record one part and then you can send that to one amp and then you record another part that goes to like this amp so you have the stereo madness cool you know? Also inspired the first Dunnable distortion pedal, the Splatter Blaster, because we have oh, right. a fuzz and a distortion that go to their own amps. And it's um, it's just wild business, man. You should check it out. It's on Spotify or, or it's on... Wherever, it's on all the places. Wherever you get music, yeah. Yeah, live now, wherever you get your music. <laughs> yeah. Future Us's. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, do, when can we expect to to like hear maybe the first singles and stuff? I mean, I know you're still kind of piecing together the record. Are you trying to do something Internet. like mid mid next year or late next year? Or? Yeah, f- yeah, probably like recording spring or so maybe. Um, it's tough because we have a new drummer and he doesn't live in Los Angeles, so got it. Kind of doing this thing where like we send tracks and he like. Uh, writes drum parts in MIDI, which he can then print out 
into like sheet music, like drum sheet music, oh. and learns the songs that way, which is actually pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. But it's just a different kind of like process. Yeah, you're not just smoking in the room and just like, yeah. hey, dude, I got a riff. Yeah. Check like it out. I think it goes kinda, into that next thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not that. Kind of all in the computer. Yeah. Or a lot of it is at least. So. It's it's one of the more common things in modern music, but for me, I'm still wrapping my head around being able to collaborate that way. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and stay accountable with people. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, you know, you and me, we're like from, you know, we didn't grow up with like recording music on a computer. I mean, I did it on a cassette four track until Same. two albums ago. You know what I mean? Two like, albums ago. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you're like doing a Foztex type of thing, or actually, probably just the last record was the first time we were doing like Garage Band demos. I mean, everything else was yeah, either cassette four track or you just are playing it in the room and you record it on a fucking boombox with one mic. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's literally how we would do most of our writing sessions for the last record, except that a lot more of that was written on the computer. But anyway, wow. so this is all very new to me as well. Yeah. Well, congrats for like catching up to 2018 and doing it like uh, the, the kids are doing it these right. days <laughs> yeah. I'm trying I'm trying too like my buddy Ryan and I like we're my old band like we're just we've been talking a lot lately like, you know wish we could get the band back together you know just to play a couple of shows it'd be yeah. fun and and I'm like ah man we're not we're not, like drummers in New York he's in Seattle I'm down in the Bay Area in LA and yeah uh, if we could if you could start a song and send it to me you know yeah. like and it's like we're gonna start playing with that idea again and see if it's pretty fucking fun and there's so much of this stuff nowadays I mean whatever like people listening to this are gonna be like what are these fucking (laughs) what are they talking talking about yeah I know I just discovered logic you know what I mean (laughs) but yeah it's like now I have like sort of I mean it's more fun now than it was 10 years ago because like I have resources to just put all this shit in a room and like yeah be a total like nerd about it. about it yeah <laughs> just like investing in gear and like learning about plugins and i got this fucking torpedo live which is like dude those are cool it's the i got it last week and it's the most amazing thing i've been like putting all my amps through it and trying pedals and shit through agreed. it agreed it's like the most fun i've ever had it's like, it's super music. legit i'm yeah. i'm that's that's a nice piece of modern technology yeah it's that, because it interfaces with tube technology and all your other analog equipment right yeah. like it's the that's Smart, exactly. It's yeah. just smart. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm glad that, that company exists. Actually. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had one for a little while and used it. I haven't had a need for it right, recently, right. but I'll probably get another one because if I do start recording, so I want to record with my amp. Exactly. You know, it's so it's so cool. I was trying like all the like software, and I never went as far as getting like an Axe FX or anything, but but it's, it's like an it's like an Axe FX for cab emulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, you know, so you plug your awesome tube amp right into there and you get... Yeah, my pedal board. It's like everything I will be using live, but I don't have to, like, mic, a, you know, it's just practical for, like, home recording. Yep. Yeah. Or no, noisy environments. Or As noisy, you guys yeah. can hear in the background, the, <laughs> what, which, uh, which freeway is this? Is it I-5 or... It's literally every freeway. It's all the freeways. I mean, it literally is, like, the 5, the 10, the 1, I mean, it's everything. It's the cross section. Yeah, like, Wait, we just gave away the location, Sasha. <laughs> God damn. <Yeah. laughs> well, uh, so cool. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Uh, Players Pick Podcast number five with Sasha Dunnable, Antronaut. Thanks again, buddy. I appreciate you. High five. High five. Players Pick Podcast, Picks and Perspective with Chris Johnson.
Pain 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 Pain